Well, hello there, my fellow humans, my human fellas. Welcome to episode five of To Be Determined. It's a podcast thing. Appreciate your guys' ears. Appreciate you lending your time to listen to what I'm thinking. Not necessarily what I have to say, because I'm pretty sure most of what I've had to say is nothing new. I'm pretty sure you guys are catching glimpses of everybody's little conversations all over the globe right now. But uh, this episode is going to contain just a little bit about local politics here in Colorado, the local overall democratic process within our system, some ideas about the economy in the U.S. off of uh, some points that I've seen on social media, and then uh, just a little bit about the RBG and kind of the insanity that some people are experiencing over this and how I really believe that knowledge and level-headedness and active approaches will probably be your better bet rather than throwing a temper tantrum but hey what do i know let's get to it so if you follow us on our social media pages that's tbd it's a podcast thing on facebook tbd underscore podcast underscore thing on instagram or you can find me at TBD podcast thing on Twitter. You'll see this article I had posted from Intellectual Takeout. They're actually a Facebook page that I found, shoot, years ago. Maybe like 2010, maybe. But they have um, kind of libertarian views. They went kind of hard conservative for a little bit. More right, uh, Republican-ish kind of viewpoints. But they... I don't know, like lately, the last, like, I want to say four or five articles, six articles, been popping off pretty good. But one of the ones that they had was talking about um, how America suffers under the iron law of bureaucracy. So, anything, like I always tell, I used to always think this with my, my regular job. So like a regular job, you know, you have the safety protocols. And then I currently, I work as a truck driver which is regulated to the absolute ridiculousness. And you, we had an incident where we had a drive that we could not make in the 11 hour window. So we had to stop. So, cause it was a, instead of being, you know, a four and four hour and some changed trip one way, um, it turned into a six hour and some changed trip one way and that exceeded the federal regulations so and this wasn't just you know our company this was everybody that was using the i-70 corridor to get from one side of the state to denver so the 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 solution was basically to go a longer route and leave guys stranded in um at the halfway point which would be denver for us so You got people that are just losing out on pay. There's no compensation. Company does not compensate you. Federal government regulates it. You don't get compensated by your private company. And it's affecting the overall income and economy of the people that are involved in that particular scenario. I mean, come on. That, that, to me, is the iron law of bureaucracy. However... One of the things that they were talking about in that article is they were talking about in the beginning of the 19th century, the federal government had five departments of 
just five bureaucratic departments. That was the state, treasury, war, navy, and post office. And the last was formed in 1792. So the departments nearly doubled in 100 years from 1903 to 2002, and four more were created in the last 50 years. That unchecked level of government interference is what I believe a big portion of what has hindered the overall structure of the U.S. It hinders the free market. It hinders the uh, economic growth um, of, of entrepreneurs, amongst other things. Um, one of the things that this article stated said the most neglected and abused part of the Constitution is surely the 10th. The powers that are not delegated to the United States by the Constitution, nor prohibited by it to the states, are reserved to the states respectively for the people. So they actually cited a letter from uh, Thomas Jefferson to, uh, I don't pardon the pronunciation, but Joseph Cable. Cable says, no, my friend, the way to have a good, safe government is not to trust it all at one or all. Yeah. says, no, my friend, the way to have a good, safe government is not to trust it all to one, but to divide it among the many, distributing to everyone exactly the functions he is competent to. Let the national government be entrusted with the defense of the nation and its foreign and federal relations, the state governments with the civil rights, laws, police, and administration of what concerns the state generally, the counties with local concerns of the counties to each ward direct the interest within itself. That is what I believe a fundamental cornerstone of where we fucked up because <laughs> we took that out. We don't do that. And to a degree, there's argument there. I, I honestly, the EPA is a good, good argument. It was put there in a good, for a good purpose. It was put there for a reason. And then it got bloated and they became overreaching and they started affecting regular citizens. Now, I've seen this many times from different sources, um, how bureaucracies are not elected officials. They don't have the same regulations as, you know, waiting till November to vote them out. So they get these positions of power and they are creating jobs. They're creating income, right, to people within society. Now, the interest of the people is the people that are in the, the bureaucracy that are there just to do the job. We'll use teachers as an example. So teachers sacrifice their personal time and who they are, what they do, just to, to, to teach children. Whereas the teacher's union is simply there for the teacher's union. So they are there to maintain that particular bureaucracy so it'll avoid, you know, the, the teachers doing anything other than that, right? Like, they're there to maintain themselves. They're not there really to well i guess you could argue that they are there to kind of help and again this is the whole principle i think at the beginning we have ideas these ideas make sense maybe it's a good idea to maybe put a limit and say like 
in two years, we'll come back to this. If it's not working the way we want, we'll wash it. We'll do another one. Just my own personal thoughts. Hello, my fellow humans, my human fellas. Have you ever been interested in possibly doing real estate or becoming a real estate investor yourself? Maybe you doing a fix and flip or you have a property you want to sell. If you're in the Denver, Colorado area, you can contact Tim Holly at timholly.jparmodernre.com or text TBD to 720-664-4205. That's TBD to 720-664-4205. So I wanted to talk about a meme that was posted on our Facebook page. It was from uh, Paul Field. Whoever that dude is, I need to look him up because he was pretty spot on, I felt, with that meme. So if you get a chance to look at it in its entirety, um, check it out. Feel free to comment on the Facebook page. Um, Let's have a conversation about it because I think it's a little simplistic. I, I think most of the memes always are very simplistic but it was discussing how people were quick to jump on the is it's socialism train or the preview of socialism if you want to see how america would be under the the guise of socialism this is a preview for you know kind of what was going on in the markets and so on and and one of the things that he said the gist of this it was probably like probably good three paragraphs or so but one of the paragraphs i pulled out of there He says, uh, the crisis is about the massive failure of our booming economy to serve even the modest challenge. It is about market dissonance of shortages in stores, even as farmers slash producers destroy unused crops and products. This is about huge corporations needing an emergency bailout within days of the longest bull market in history, ending despite the ability to borrow with a 0% interest rates. So one of the things I was kind of curious about the bull versus bear, I'm just learning about economics. So it's, or at least digging into it. I always kind of had it in a fundamental way, but um, bull markets are upward trending. Bear markets are downward trending. But I wanted to, since I was discussing the, uh, bureau- the iron law of bureaucracy earlier, I thought this was a good point. You saw people dumping truckloads of milk into fields, disposals. Who knows what they did with big agriculture, what they did with chickens, what they did with the the beef. But starving people across the country. And there's no way for those guys to bring in their product to the direct consumer because of the fact that red tape exists. And because of the fact that all these bureaucracies think that they control the people and the people should be letting them control the government. It's 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 a odd and I'm pretty worked up. I, as the the election gets closer, you might notice these podcasts might get a little more intense cuz every time during election year, I love I love these rallying cries for these flag-waving idiots that go around tell, talking about, you know, red team this and blue team that. 
and no offense if you're if you're a partisan person i get it but you got to recognize that you are voting for policy and if you watch the uh, rising with crystal and uh, sagger on youtube which i highly recommend because they talk about deep politics policy corporate politics most of the stuff that's involved that we don't even recognize that's the shit that we should be voting on we should be voting off of the basis of knowledge and logic not off of partisan rhetoric which is typically what's what we, what people do especially during the the presidential election it's crazy to me cuz they could give two shits for the rest of the year even though there's an election every two years almost every year but every two years is congress and they're offset your mayor and your governor like the mayor of colorado is coming up for election in 2021 i don't think he's gonna make it i could be wrong but uh, a lot of people are unhappy with him and even some uh more center to left-leaning people were talking about his failure how he handled the pandemic and i'm sure that's kind of a running thing with a lot of people but, you know, I did hear he's there. There's recall attempts again. Pretty sure that's like number six or seven. <laughs> so kudos to him for managing to make it through all those in the first place. But I think it's important. I think it's important that people pay attention to this, that we are swinging this pendulum back and forth. And and I like to reference the idea that Lady Liberty is on this table She's on a torture machine. It's a pit and a pendulum. And this pendulum is swinging from Democrat to Republican. And each swing, that blade gets closer and closer to the neck of liberty. And as it gets to the bottom, <laughs> authoritarianism will rule. And we'll be sitting there like screaming, but my mask, like that fucking mattered because there was so much other shit that we should have been paying attention to. <laughs> I just... It's kind of funny to me. It is kind of funny. So just a quick brush up on local politics. We've got Diane Mitch Bush, who beat out James Ignacio, who is a CEO for Seattle Fish Company. So I always like to see people beat out CEOs. So that's kind of cool. But she's the... Uh, I've seen her talk about some of the things she wants to work on fairly moderate from what I've seen, obviously the rights throwing the socialist stuff at her, uh, which is pretty typical, especially considering how uh, Lauren Boebert who beat out Scott Tipton, she's pretty intense. Um, she's right up there with uh, the most avid uh, Trump supporter. So I think Personally, I'm not going to vote for her. I'm sure a lot of people like her, especially on this side of the state. That's fine. That's your, your right. I'm not going to... I have no issues with it. I think it's silly to, to me to keep swinging that pendulum, but it is what it is. So let's, uh, let's do this, as they say. But apparently there's a... John Ryan Keel is a libertarian, which is cool. I didn't realize we had a libertarian that's going to be on the ballot. And then we've got somebody under the unity flag, uh, Critter Milton. I don't even know who that is. So I'm going to have to look that dude up because I don't know almost anything about that guy. So again, I stress looking up your local politicians. The election's getting close. 
Um, there was a couple of charity ads in here that have a couple of resources you can use to just look through what's coming up through the, the election. Personally, I think I might, I kind of like the idea. I have a couple friends that are pretty into politics. It might be kind of cool get together and have a little drink and have a little soiree, a discussion on, uh, on what's coming up on the ballots and how people are going to vote. It's, I think it's good to discuss policy. It's, it's important. One of the big things that happened uh, this week was that uh, RBG passed away on Sunday, I believe. She, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, she was a Supreme Court justice uh, in the United States. And people are going nuts. Just absolutely crazy. So, and I get it, there's there's a lot of things that probably need to be, that are going to be a fight for both sides, I think. I thought it was interesting because, you know, the Republicans went on record to say that they would that w- they would never place a SCOTUS into position during an election year, or we shouldn't do that as a country. We should not place a SCOTUS during an election year. They went on record, uh, Lindsey Graham in specific. It's kind of funny listening to them, but here they are trying to place a SCOTUS in an election year, which I agree with their point. Their point was not to do it because the president that's coming up into term, he's the one who's going to have to deal with that Supreme court. So it does make sense that you don't want to have a gridlocked issue with the Supreme court and the president, you know, you're, you're trying well, and you know, see how well that works with Congress and the Senate. So, So, but my buddy had a good, I had a good uh, talk with one of my friends, um, actually Tracy over there at uh, Driving Out Loud, and he told me that there's no precedent for um, if the executive and Senate branches are not um, of the same party, then they've never voted in a SCOTUS. So obviously during Obama, the Senate was Republican controlled, so they didn't vote in a SCOTUS, at least that's part of the precedent that you could, could argue to me as a country, you know, from what I've read about the Obama appointee, she seemed like a moderate. So I, I, it's, it's hard to say, I guess I always, I struggle with uh, understanding why people have to have, you know, um, for example, the number one supposed pick right now for Trump is a religious, highly conservative, uh, anti-abortion <laughs> uh, judge. So that'll be interesting. I mean, it's it's definitely uh, it's a fine web we've weaved ourselves into, definitely. But uh, hopefully, I can get Tracy on um, an upcoming episode, and he's got a lot more knowledge on the SCOTUS than I do. I just thought it was strange that they would go on record stating they would never do this during an election year and then try to putting in a SCOTUS on an election year. I hope, I don't think it'll happen, but this would show me that there is still integrity within the U.S. government. If Lindsey Graham goes up to vote and and he actually admits that he made that statement and he will block the vote 
because he st- made that statement, I will say integrity still exists within within our uh, government institutions. But I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> it's hard hard to, hard to see that the say that that exists. Well, my brothers and sisters, you guys are awesome as usual. I appreciate you listening. Appreciate your time. I appreciate your effort. Please check out our social media pages. Uh, we got one on Facebook. We got one on Instagram. We got one on Twitter. And I, there's just so many. It's already kind of ridiculous trying to keep up with all, <laughs> all of them. But on Facebook, it's TBD. It's a podcast thing. On uh, Instagram, it's TBD underscore podcast underscore thing. And on Instagram, it's at TBD podcast thing. So um, the podcast on Twitter has kind of ingrained itself into libertarian uh, Twitter. And so you might see a lot of uh, libertarian-esque kind of uh, connotations in a lot of my my, uh, posts. Uh, but you know, this is, that's where my stance is politically. Um, I believe in freedom. I try not to be a hypocrite, try not to wave a flag. I don't want to blind vote for anybody blindly, but I'm not going to vote for somebody that's obviously showing mental decline or showing any type of favoritism towards corporate America versus the people. If they're not supporting the people, then I don't believe them, which is why I understand why Trump managed to get where he is because at least the people believe that he was some kind of palpable change within the system to actually be able to do something to quote unquote drain the swamp now whether or not he's done that it's hard to say I I personally don't feel like it's happened Uh, after seeing some of the uh, economic fallout from policies and, and things that have been enacted that people were getting rich on and now you're watching the middle to lower classes just fall apart while these fat cats and rich bastards are just sitting there getting rich off of our system and to me it feels better to i heard this word from from tim pool the other day heterodox prefer to be a heterodox and an anti-authoritarian and a libertarian and stand for the fact that the people are the source of power in this country so, and I'll stand by that. I'll, I'll always stand against any state authority. If I believe that, yeah, I may believe that there's times when people don't or are not able to regulate themselves. I hate to say that, but because that does make me a bit of a hypocrite, but I understand it. I understand that. You know, if you've got a kid that's constantly causing problems, you've got to put in rules to fix said kid. And that in itself takes liberties from that little shit because he won't behave right. And I get it. I completely get it. We're not little shits. I don't believe most of us are little shits here in America. So it's not, it shouldn't be this grandiose issue. But if people don't want to take responsibility for their actions or take responsibilities for their for their votes if you don't want to take responsibility if you want to lay in complacency and wave a flag because you simply like the flag and there's a few talking points in the rhetoric of the people that you vote for that you agree with but then you don't go back and see what those people did for the time that they've been in service 
you, my friend, are part of the problem. So get involved. Absolutely get involved. Me and Rich have talked about that before. We need to get in a point of education and logic and knowledge and place ourselves in a position because all of those things maintain the trifecta of power. So if you want to be purposeful, why not start there? Increase your knowledge. Watch your echo chambers. Check out your your confirmation biases. Social media. Ooh. Social dilemma. Check it out. Uh, If you've read or listened to any of Joe Rogan's talks with um, Jonathan Hyatt, you'll kind of already know most of that stuff. But check it out. It's worth it. Social demo is worth looking at. It's it. Social media is not the friend of the people when it comes to getting out of your echo chambers and confirmation biases. In fact, it's pretty much the complete opposite of all of those things. It's trying to enable your dopamine fix to get your notifications and get your interactions and and so on. So. It's important. I do love you guys, though. Bring the conversation. Come at me. Come at me, bro. Let's fight in real life. IRL. Fight in IRL. Video game talk. But, uh, nope. Again, just want to give some shouts out to some people. Um, Pero let me tell you. Um, you can find them on Instagram. Uh, pretty much just like that. Pero let me tell you. They're, uh, some guys out of Miami. I listened to their podcast today. Entertaining as hell. They were they, <laughs> they were funny, um, quick wit. They had um, they were very culturally driven. They're Cubano, um, so check them out. They're they are fun. They're they're really fun. It's it's um, kind of a pop culture uh, general uh, news current events. Uh, they they talked a lot with the episode I listened to with a lot of Miami-based stuff. There was a Miami-based artist. Um, dude's got like a whole mythology, a mythos that surrounds his home, which I thought was it was kind of creative. It's cool. And then also there's a, a dude I just found. Uh, you can find him on um, at on Insta at Shane's Mid. That's S H A N E S M I D. Dude's just starting up a podcast. I listened to his first episode. He's funny. He's got something there, I think, personally. It's, it's fun to listen to. The name of his podcast is called The High Cost of Living. Um, I believe he's out of Ireland. He's an Irish dude, so he's got a bit of an accent. So, ladies, you know, if you like accents, this dude's probably a good guy to listen to. Hopefully, I'll have him on soon. He's a anchor affiliate, so um, we'll be able to do a little bit of swap casting. Also got some swap casting in the pipes with another uh, higher frequency radio. Um, they have a podcast called the Luchadors of Liberty. You can find them on pretty much all your playlists. The one I listened to from them was a um, analytical uh, or analysis of the uh, the Wisconsin, the Kenosha shootings uh, that happened up there during the protests. They broke it down pretty good. Um, I liked pretty much and agreed with pretty much everything they said. I think um, they're both uh, libertarian-minded um, economics guys, so hopefully I'll uh, have a conversation for you guys with them soon. Again, thanks for your time. Thanks for your patience. Thanks for your energy. Whatever you're doing out there, if you're driving, if uh, you're making love to your woman, 
or man or whatever it is you like to make love to just understand it's called love gotta love obviously there's i've done a podcast on love so there's this whole thing about that too but at any rate love one another peace to y'all and i'll catch you later take care bye oh yeah i forgot i forgot all opinions are mine they're my opinions all opinions are those that have said this whatever they've said they don't belong to the to the sponsors or the affiliates or the artists Oh, speaking of this track that you've been listening to in the background, that's actually a mix tape from my buddy Chris. He's a DJ out of Denver. You can find him at uh, mixcloud.com slash DJ Kid, I-N-R-G-E-E-E. That's DJ Kid Energy. Uh, You can find him, and I'll have the link in the show notes. But uh, dude's a badass little... uh, DJ, you can find him there. He's got uh, links to all his different uh, accounts that you can follow up. If you need a DJ in the Denver area, hit him up. He's a good dude. And uh, peace, love, Cheez-Its, whatever it is that makes you happy. Keep a mindful aspect. Keep your eye on the prize. Love you all. Take care.